who's got internet that's never lagging? Whose groceries do their own bagging? Who's got hair worth extra bragging? With pants that aren't too sagging? They only put up with a little nagging. Who's hotter than a fire-breathing dragon? Jack Wagon. What's up, you bunch Jack Wagons? Welcome back for a very special Thanksgiving-themed episode. Uh, gonna go over last week's football review, talk a little bit of college basketball, uh, preview this week's big games. Uh, as always, give you our, our a couple bets to put down, and we have a very interesting holiday-themed top five for you guys later on. Uh, this is George. I'm Nick. And this is Jack Wagon Sports. Jack Wagon Sports, baby! Alright, so uh, getting kicked off with our weekend review. Uh, picked six college games of the weekend. Um, up first, a result that surprised me, uh, to say the least. I thought this would be a lot closer game. Um, nonetheless, I didn't think it was going to be over by halftime. Uh, Ohio State just rolled over Michigan. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now. I apologize to Ohio State and to their fans. Um, for one, just like always doubting them. And two... The last two weeks placing money against them and having that blow up in my face uh, in just horrendous fashion both times. Um, so I will no longer be doing that the rest of the season. Um, I'm, I'm not putting any money against them, and I am not going to pick against them. Uh, I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I, I've made comments to you, and I straight up told you this hurt to say, but in my opinion, this might be the best team in the country. Uh, yeah, I think the way they're playing right now, uh, they're just clicking on all the cylinders. They're very hard to stop. Yeah, um, and if you remember when we talked about Georgia getting out to slow starts, they do that against this Ohio State team. They're down 21 nothing first quarter. Oh, and, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I 100% agree with you there. Um, overall, I would say, yes, Ohio State does look like one of the best teams right now. Um, moving on, Wisconsin, and not really a surprise, um, they they beat up on Nebraska. Wasn't you know a huge blowout or anything. Uh, Nebraska likes to keep it close, um, but Wisconsin gets the big win there. Um, they come into this weekend. They need to win, and they're into the Big Ten championship. Um, if they lose and Iowa wins, Iowa goes to the Big Ten. If both of them lose and Purdue wins, then Purdue goes. So it's a very interesting situation in the Big Ten West. There, it'll be very fun to watch this weekend. Um, yeah, because it's not it's it's over in the east. No, nope, not, not officially. Not yeah, not not officially. But I'm not. I'm gonna go on record. I'm hoping maybe it's the reverse effect. <laughs> they might lose. I don't know. I don't want. I mean, it's not Penn State, so I don't want to see any of them in. But whatever. Um, in the other game, Oklahoma over Iowa State. Uh, the scoreboard showed a very close game, and for the most part, it was. Um, but Oklahoma, I saw so many highlights when. Instagram, TikTok, whatever, on you know, Saturday night, Sunday, of Iowa State's quarterback just getting plastered all over the field. And I've, I <laughs> I don't think he was able to walk the next day watching some of the shots he took. Um, he would, you know, drop back, roll out, try to reverse field, and a heat-seeking linebacker just came flying in and just lit him up. And that happened at least two, maybe three times the whole game. Um, so... Lord knows he was hurt on Sunday morning. But Oklahoma gets a big win there. Uh, they need to win this week over Oklahoma State, uh, and they'll go to the Big 12 championship game. If they lose and Baylor wins, Baylor's going to sneak in there uh, to play Oklahoma State. 
Um, so again, another very interesting game to watch. Uh, Bedlam is always fun to watch. We're going to get to that in a minute here. Um, in the ACC, Pittsburgh wins the division over Virginia. A very tight game. Virginia hung in it late. Um, that was a great game. That was it a was. Great game. Uh, I remember watching Pitt converted a fourth down. It was, it was They got it on a pass interference. Uh, Pickett had to go out for a play. Um, I forget the, the backup quarterback's name, but he came in. And I texted you this when it happened. I think you just walked away for a minute. It was the ugly, like he rolled out. Like, he had five guys in his face, and he just kind of went, fuck it, there's somebody down there, and just threw it up. And, like, he missed the wide receiver by 10 yards, but the DB wasn't paying attention and just laid out the wide receiver and oh uh, g- gets a pass interference call. But I just remember watching that ball go in the air. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that was, like, it just hung up there forever, too. And I was like, that is ugly. Um, but Pitt gets a key turnover late. Um, and they, they pull out the big win there. They're going to head down to Charlotte in a few weeks to play either Wake Forest or Clemson. Uh, Clemson pulls out a big home win over Wake Forest this weekend. Um, so Wake Forest just needs to win, and they're in. Um, but if they lose, then Clemson, who you know a lot of people had just written off completely throughout the season, uh, is going to sneak into the championship game there in Charlotte. Uh, moving on, Alabama wins over Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas only loses by seven. It was just kind of a junk time touchdown. Um, for the most part, Oklahoma, or excuse me, for the most part, Alabama just controlled the second half. Um, Arkansas came out and absolutely just dominated the, their first drive of the second half. Uh, they scored on a fake field goal. Um, after that, it was all Alabama until late. Um, so, Alabama advances to the championship game against Georgia. That'll be in two weeks. They do still have a tough road game at Auburn. Auburn hasn't looked great. They, in fact, just lost to South Carolina this week. Um, they've definitely fallen off the last few weeks here. Uh, no Bo Nix either. Yeah. But uh, the Iron Bowl is, is one of those you know rivalry games where it doesn't matter how good or how bad the teams are. It's always a great game to watch. Um, that's the great thing about rivalry week is one of my favorite weeks in college football. And it's just it's it doesn't matter if you have an O and eleven team playing a twelve and O team, they're gonna go out there and they're just gonna smack each other in the face for sixty minutes, and it's so much fun to watch. Just the the passion oh, yeah. for beating that one team. Um, so I'm very excited for this weekend. But yeah, Alabama gets a big win over Arkansas, and yeah, some happen. Um, you know, out west at the seven thirty game, I don't really remember. What, you know what what all went down there. Um, so we're just not going to talk about it. Um, so yeah, I mean, some my, my TV was going out. I I I didn't really really yeah. catch it, you know. Yeah, I was um, a little busy. Yeah, so some happened. I mean, I'm yeah. sure somebody won. Probably, but uh, I guess I guess I should talk about it. Uh, <laughs> Utah just let out your feelings. Utah just routes Oregon Saturday night at home. Uh, routes. Yeah, it was there was never in doubt. Um, I like I, I told you just before we hopped on here. I I watched Oregon's kick get blocked, and I immediately went, "This isn't going to go well." And sure enough, it didn't. Uh, I mean, all, all the credit to Utah. They, oh, they came out and they just controlled the game from start to finish. Uh, they made Oregon just look sloppy and unorganized. Um, no excuses for Oregon. I mean, they did have a couple players out, um, but if you're going to be a top tier program in the country, uh, you need to be able to reload. 
especially in the middle of a season. Um, so they have a big game at home this week, their senior day against Oregon State, which, like I said, is always just a tough rivalry game. Um, so it's it's not a cakewalk. The winner of that is actually going to go to the Pac-12 championship game. Um, so it'll be very interesting to watch. Um, obviously, I hope Oregon pulls it out, and then that sets up a rematch with Utah in two weeks. Um, yeah, it was it was a rough, rough night uh, to be an Oregon Duck fan. But it's over. We're, we're going to move on to next week. All right. Uh, to, so go over our picks from last week. Uh, Nick goes three and three this week. I went five and one. Um, so overall, Nick is five and seven in college picks, and I'm eleven and one. Um, but you know what? There's there's still two weeks to to catch up, Nick. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. I got I got some time. <laughs> All right, switching over to the NFL. First game. I really don't want to talk about this one either. <laughs> First game: Baltimore over Chicago. It was a great game. It really was. Um, it was. It was. Chicago scores a touchdown with just over a minute left. Um, and listen, I, I understand we have key defensive players out, but you cannot allow any team, let alone the Ravens, who don't even have Lamar Jackson, to just drive down the field in under a minute and score the game-winning touchdown with 30 seconds left. Um, Matt Nagy absolutely deserves to be fired. He was getting booed all game. If, if he is still there next season by some miracle, I, I'm not going to be a Bears fan. I'm, I'm calling right now. I'm switching. I don't care. I, you can call me a bandwagon fan, whatever. I don't care. I've put up with this stuff for long enough. I, I went through John Fox. <laughs> I went through all the other terrible, terrible coaches in Chicago. Um, I've, I've had enough of you know the McCaskey family and their ownership and their refusal to do anything competent. Um, but Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy need to go after this season. I, I'm done watching those two buffoons try and act like they know what they're doing. Um, Matt Nagy has already ruined one quarterback. Uh, we're going to sit here and watch him ruin another one if he continues to play or continues to coach in Chicago. Uh, Justin Fields gets hurt in the game. Uh, he's out for this week as well. Um, just, I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> I, I don't even know what else to say at this point. Um, anyway, staying in the NFC North, the Vikings pick up a big win over Green Bay. This is a, another great game, uh, pretty high scoring back and forth. Uh, Vikings, you know, drill that last second field goal to pick up the win. They finally got one in their favor instead of the other way around. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so huge win for the Vikings there. Green Bay, you know, they definitely looked better as a team this week. Rodgers got hurt for, I think it was like just one play. Uh, he said his toe was bothering him. Um, so hopefully he's, you know, for them, hopefully for them, he's good to go this week. Um, but still a great game overall. Vikings, big win over Green Bay. Uh, F Philadelphia really just controlled the whole game against New Orleans. Uh, they get the big win there. And um, and they've been doing that lately. That run game, um, and quite honestly, because they know and everybody else knows that Jalen Hurts is not going to burn them through the air. Um, he does. He, he surprises me every week, though. I'm not going to lie. But that run game is just gifted uh, with all the talent they have on the team. Um, they have enough where if a pass is needed and Hurts gets a ball in the area, somebody can make a play. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, that was another team this week that I had admitted to you was better than what I had previously thought, and it's starting to hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
they are starting to look better and better. And like you said, it's all because of the running game. At the beginning of the season, when they were struggling there, it's because they wouldn't run the football. And now they're running the ball, and it's like, look what it's getting you. Um, but Dallas has looked weak the past few weeks, except for their uh, Atlanta game. So I think it'll be an interesting race. You know, they always play each other the last game of the season. Um, but it'll be a very interesting uh, NFC East race to see who comes out on top of that division. Um, because, you know, your team, Washington, has actually started to turn around here lately. They're looking better. Um, they might be a little too far back for the division race, but they're creeping up on a possible hey, wildcard spot. Not if you sweep both those teams ahead of you. That Take is true. Real quick. That is true. Um, I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm calling that, but I'm just <laughs> statistically speaking here. I, I saw uh, an Instagram post earlier and said that, you know, even though the Bears are three and six, they're still in the playoff line. I was like, don't. First like, of all, just stop. They're not, but second of all, don't even try to give me hope. I don't want to hear about it. We're, yeah. We don't have any hope. Stop. <laughs> um, moving on, Arizona visiting Seattle. Uh, Russell Wilson, again, just did not look great all day. Uh, Arizona gets a, 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 a get-back-on-track win there, which is huge for them. Uh, they, have a, they have a big stretch of games coming up here, so they really needed this. Um, but a, a big win for Arizona. They looked. They looked really good. Seattle they, looked... like two totally different teams from, yeah, from last week. Absolutely. Um moving on, last night we had the Chargers visiting or sorry. Moving on, we had Pittsburgh visiting LA. Another great Sunday night game. It seems like all the, the Sunday night games this year have been just great games. They have been. um but very close. Uh LA pulls out the win. They really needed that to get back on track. They've struggled the last few weeks. Um, the Chiefs, you know, are looking stronger than ever. So if anybody in the AFC West is going to char- challenge them, uh, they need to get it going right now. And it looked like last night the Chargers have their offense kind of figured out. Um, their defense is, is still lagging a little bit. Uh, they, they let the Steelers get away with some things that I don't think they should have last night. But nonetheless, big win for them. Uh, so it'll be interesting to watch that division race the rest of the season. And can we can we take a second? Yesterday was, uh, and I've made statements about this before, uh, but yesterday seemed to add another level uh, to the ridiculousness of the refing in the NFL this year. Um, across many games that I had seen, it seemed like every time I turned a game on, there was just a blatant missed call or bad call. Yeah, absolutely. Um. You know, we touched on this before about how bad the officiating has gotten over the last few years. Um, and you're right, it has only gotten worse. It is just so weird to see. Um, I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words at this point trying to talk about NFL officiating because it's just so atrocious. It's terrible. Um, and and Sorry, at this point, it's, it's ruining the game. Like, yeah, definitely. It, it makes football almost unenjoyable to watch anymore just because you you know the refs are going to step in and ruin everything so why should i continue to invest my time into it but nonetheless moving on we had tampa bay visiting the new york giants uh no big surprise there tampa bay gets the win um you know even with all this controversy surrounding antonio brown it's nice to see that they could you know clear their heads get focused uh, now you can call the Giants a subpar team, whatever you want to say about them, but nonetheless, the 
Buccaneers have looked weak over the past few weeks. Um, so they definitely needed to get it back on track. And like I said, they had a big distraction hanging around them. Um, so it's good to see them get the win. Yeah, Tom Brady, Tom Brady mad is is not a good thing when you're when you're the team coming up the very next week. So that wraps up our NFL picks for the week. Uh, Nick goes six and zero. Yes, uh, he's going to be 10 and 2 overall. Um I go 3 and 3. I'll be 5 and 7 overall. No, sir. Uh switching over to college basketball, we had a, a great couple games this week. Uh we had a big tournament up in Connecticut uh with Villanova, Tennessee, Purdue and UNC. Um Villanova and Purdue win the first round. Uh Villanova really just outplayed Tennessee all all game. Uh, the Purdue UNC game was a very good back and forth game. Um, it was a great game. It was. Uh, Purdue kept pulling away on this weekend. Absolutely, Purdue kept pulling away, but UNC would just not quit. Um, I think that's a great indicator for how that team's going to play this year. Um, they're cultivating that young talent. I think they'll be there come March. Um, and they were in foul trouble too. Uh, they were. It come the fourth quarter, if their players could have played better, it could have been a different game. But go ahead, sorry, yeah, I get a little excited about my team. <laughs> No, it it was it was a great game back and forth. You know, UNC just kept charging back no matter how how far away Purdue pulled. Um, Villanova and Purdue played uh, then for the championship. Villanova again just struggled to close out the game. Um, so hopefully that team, you know, they need to turn that around if if they want to be you know top tier contenders come March. Um, they have a a few easier games. I don't want to say just you know cakewalks, um, but they, they they have a lighter schedule here for the next couple games, but then they get right back into um tough contest. They play Baylor in December. Um and then they get right in the conference play. You know, Seton Hall has looked great. Uh UConn is ranked and the, just the Big East as a whole is always very tough. Um so they have a couple get right games here. They need to play well in those. And then like I said, you know, it, it's gonna come, you know, time to put up or shut up and, and see how good this team really is. Um, and that feels like it feels weird almost um, not just because it's a Villanova team you expect the Villanova team to be good but it seems like there is a very important stretch to their season here in the next couple games um, which for a higher tier team is is like I said weird Um, normally you know those those decision times come the end of the season and like you stated it feels like you know, this next, I'd probably say four, five, six games um, are really going to make this season for a team that a lot of people have high hopes for. Yeah, absolutely. And and they're a lot like UNC, you know, they're just trying to cultivate some younger talent and, and get that up to par. Um, and they, they have had great competition. You know, UCLA and Purdue are, you know, top tier teams. They're going to, you know, be contenders come March. Um, so it's good to see how they stack up now. It's like, hey, you know, we're better than these guys three quarters of the game you know they had a 14 point lead at one point against Purdue they were up big against UCLA too you just got to learn to close the door and not let these teams keep storming back um so like I said I I think they'll be fine they just need to get their head right in these next couple games and then you know come conference time they'll they'll be ready to go and then the last college basketball game we're going to go over today um is Seton Hall Ohio State UCLA Gonzaga are going to play too late for us to talk about, so that will definitely be on the next podcast because that's a huge game. So we're definitely going to talk about that. But um, 
we knew it was going to be a, a tough back and forth game. Not super high scoring. Uh, final score seventy nine seventy six. Um, definitely not a low scoring game, but you know we knew that those are two very defensive minded teams, so it wasn't going to be you know nineties or the high eighties. But a, a great game nonetheless. Ohio State pulls that one out. All right, uh, moving over. Uh, we're going to talk about this upcoming week's games uh, in college and the NFL. Uh, six games for each. We're going to give you our predictions, as always. Um, now, again, we're, we won't be broadcasting Thursday. This is the only episode we'll do this week uh, with the holiday. Uh, lots of traveling for both of us. Um, and we want to just spend time with our families. So we're going to do everything in one episode today. So to get started over on the college side, we have the Thursday night game. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, the Egg Bowl. It's always a great game. Who do you got, Nick? I'm kind of surprised this is a Thursday night game. Um, but regardless, uh, I have Ole Miss pulling this one out. Um, it, it kind of seems like it's been the theme lately, um, and we've either been hit the nail on the head or completely off. But I feel like this is going to be a close game. Um, this is a game that Ole Miss could definitely overlook real quick. Um, you know, in-state rivals. I'd hope they wouldn't, uh, but I don't know. This this game just gives me gives me weird vibes. Yeah, um, this has been a, a highly contested rivalry the last few years. Uh, remember the other year, I believe it was Ole Miss scored the game tying or what would have been the game tying touchdown. Uh, receiver runs into the end zone and acts like he's a dog peeing on the logo. Uh, Fifteen yard penalty. They end up shanking the extra point and they lose. Um, so <laughs> that. <laughs> Yeah, that that story like I will um, never forget watching that and just like you can't <laughs> like and that quite honestly, like that's not even like your school is not even pissed at that point. Like there's NFL teams like your draft stock. I don't remember what happened. I didn't pay as much attention back then, but I'm sure his draft stock probably just plummeted. I don't even know if he did get drafted. Um, probably not. Who knows? But Mississippi State is at home. They're actually favored by five points right now. Um. But I think Ole Miss has the ball rolling right now, and I think they're playing just better football than Mississippi State. Uh, I see Ole Miss pulling this one out too. Um, but as always, the rivalry game and all these games that we're we're going to predict, I think are going to be really close, um, just because of that rivalry game aspect. Yeah, everybody seems to take, you know, that notch from ten to eleven, and just you know hit harder, a lot more physical, and just put maximum absolute effort into, you know winning this game this uh, of the year. Um, so, yeah, I have Ole Miss beating Mississippi State. Uh, moving on, UNC at NC State. Who do you got? Uh, so, because this is football, I don't have to choose UNC. Um, but, however, I am going to choose UNC. Uh, this is a team, uh, we had stated, talked about it previously, um, that was supposed to be better than what they were at the beginning of the season, um, kind of stumbled out the gates. Uh, you know, managed to find themselves winning some some big games along the way. But uh, I definitely think this team is a lot better than what they get credit for. Um, being at NC State, it's not going to be easy. Um, it's going to be a tough crowd, tough game. It's probably going to hurt. Um, but I think UNC pulls this one out. I'm actually going to go with UNC, too. Um, just for some reason, Mac Brown seems to own the state of uh, North Carolina. Uh, I think he only has two losses. Uh, since since he has taken back over at UNC, two losses in the state of North Carolina. Um, now it's to teams that play in North Carolina, not just obviously he's lost a few more games than that this year. Um, <laughs> but 
Um, he just seems to have, you know, the, the other state schools numbers. And I think that continues this year. Um, they've sort of turned around here lately and played up to their expectations almost. Um, and I think they're just going to come out and they're, they're going to hit UNC. And Sam Howell is going to have a great game. And they're going to put up more points than NC State. And that's who I'm, I'm picking. Um, moving on, the game, as it's called. Ohio State at Michigan. Who do you got? All right, so I have a comment about this rivalry, but I'll save that for our next pick. Um, I I can't. I already stated that I can't. Uh, This is going to be OSU all the way. Um, Now, don't get me wrong. uh, Michigan is going to... They're going to create big plays at times. Um, That's going to make the game seem like it's a lot closer than what it is. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson is probably going to have a day. He's an absolute animal um you know that michigan defense is is tough uh but cj stroud that ohio state wide receiving core uh henderson is it henderson anderson henderson i think it's henderson um the osu running back uh they're they're just they're hard to stop um they found their rhythm they found their flow uh and nobody's been able to turn it off in the past couple weeks um i think they're just going to continue on their little waltz to the playoff um which uh, quite honestly is probably the hardest stretch of games uh that any team has faced this year and a lot of people including myself that ohio state was going to struggle and waltz is probably not doing any justice to how well they've done in that stretch of games yeah um i agree with you i am taking ohio state i'm predicting 35 14 that's I'm I'm calling right now 35-14, Ohio State over Michigan. Moving on, uh, I feel like it's gonna be more than that. Uh, Ohio State has just been, of course, I don't know. Maybe if I I'm kind of hoping if I hype them up, they do the opposite. So go Ohio State. I just think Michigan's defense <laughs> is probably one of the better ones that they faced. Um, that definitely has played really well all year. Um, so I just think that they're gonna be able to probably contain Ohio State a little bit better than most yeah. teams have. And I'll like say, I said, I'll give it's it just a, the a rivalry 30. aspect. Yeah, I'll give it a 35-14, maybe a garbage time touchdown. Uh, moving on, For Penn State Michigan. at Michigan State, who you got? Uh, well, so unlike UNC, Penn State is my team, so I have to choose them. Um, quite honestly, th- like part of me wanted to choose them anyway. Uh, this is a good Michigan State team, but they have shown vulnerability this year. Um, obviously, Walker's a beast, and without having Mustafer. Our run defense is a little uh, shakier. Shakier is not even the word for it. Um, I'd just say less sound. Uh, Obviously, Mustafer is a big part to be missing. Um, But our defensive line is still great. Our linebackers are still great. I think our secondary holds up real well um, in the past. Like we've done all season. I think it's going to be close game, um, toe-to-toe. And quite honestly, I hope hope we see uh, our freshmen... Uh, Valu, uh, something along those lines of how it was pronounced. I knew of him. I had never heard his name pronounced until Saturday. Sean Clifford got injured. He came in, balled out through like three touchdown passes. Um, looked great. So, honestly, if we keep that momentum, our run game was getting going. We definitely have to get that going if we want to beat this Michigan State team. But I have Penn State, and I know you're going to disagree with me. I'm not. Oh, I'm actually I'm I'm actually going Penn State too, and the reason why, um, 
I think the way Michigan State just got absolutely just punched in the mouth last week, I think they're just going to be reeling. Um, they might just look at themselves like the sky is falling right now. You know, we were, could have been a playoff team. We, we lose to Purdue, and then, you know, we, you know, we, we beat up on a, a crappy Maryland team. And then we go out against Ohio State. You know, some people are actually picking us to win. And then they go out there, and Ohio State just embarrassed. Put, yeah, and I think that's just such a deflating loss. Like it, it would have been one thing if you know they took Ohio State down to the wire. It's like okay, listen, yeah, we're right there with them. You know, next they year they went we'll, out we'll fighting for their playoffs. Yeah. yeah, but I think just the way they were embarrassed, um, they're just gonna come back this week and just be reeling from that loss. Penn State, like you said, they got a little momentum with their freshman quarterback. I really hope they play them. Um, let Sean Clifford sit and get actually healthy for your bowl game. That way he can go out there and, you know, put on a show before he goes off to the NFL Agreed. or, or just, you know, wherever. Yeah. Whatever happens with his career after college. Um, I'm not even sure where he's projected or anything like that, but yeah, but if he even is, but I, th- I think this Penn state team, again, this is a hard fought rivalry. Um, but I think Penn state can get enough going oh, thank here you for reminding me and continue your thought. Yeah. Um, I, I think they, they, they pull out a surprise win um, and James Franklin saves his job. I'll put it that way. All right. I, I like the way I like the way you think, because um, you definitely you can't lose to Michigan, Michigan State and Ohio State in the same season, um, especially a season that at one point you were sitting at number four. And um, like we had talked about this comments previously, but, you know, that's neither here nor there at this point. But what I wanted to talk about rivalry rivalry week. I can't pronounce it, but I could talk about it. Um, so as a Penn State fan, now maybe this is a bit more tradition than what I would know of at my 23 years of age. Um, but when I think of our rival, I think of Ohio State and I hate that Ohio State and Michigan are rivals. Cause first of all, I feel like Michigan, Michigan State, like that's just, you're in the same state. It's perfect. Let us two better teams duke it out, but no. Michigan State's got to come up here. Michigan's got to, you know, and I know they got the whole crossing out the M thing and whatever. It's it's stupid, but I just I wanted to get on get on that point there. I think Ohio State should be our rivals, and Michigan and Mich- Michigan State can go play in the sandbox over there. Um, last did, did you know that Penn State and Michigan State play for a trophy? Yeah, I did know that. Uh, okay. Yeah, just, and and I I'm get not, it. I'm, like, I'm not saying that adds to the rivalry, but I'm just I didn't know. A lot of people honestly don't know that that. Those two teams play for a trophy every year. Yeah. Um, but. And like, and, and don't get me wrong, like those kind of games, like, like, first of all, rivalry games in general, but trophy games, no matter what the trophy is for, um, you know, they all, like you said, they always get a little bit extra out of each team. And, and I don't want to take away from anything because they always create good games. OSU and Michigan create good games. PSU and uh, Michigan State create good, create good games. Um, so definitely not taking away anything from that. Just as a fan. I feel personally like Penn State versus Ohio State would be a better rivalry to sell, but whatever. I think you guys should play Maryland last game of the year. Maryland? <laughs> I, like that. What's weird about that is, as a Penn State fan, I hear all the time, um, and it, and we're this way with Pitt too. Now Pitt's in state, so like you know, there's a little something behind that. But Penn State Maryland, it's like people always when the Maryland game comes up, there's always extra hype. Like, oh, your rivalry. Like, dude, we don't care about Maryland. We've never cared about Maryland. We're not going to care about Maryland. 
Like, just I think since joining the Big Ten, they've only beaten you guys once. I believe so. Yes, um, I believe so. But yeah, I mean, to me, the the so the three big rivalries are, you know, Michigan, Ohio State, uh, USC, Notre Dame. And then, actually, I, I I really miss this one. It was, my favorite to watch was always West Virginia Pitt, the backyard brawl. Just you know, watching those teams that was always like the Thursday night of a Thanksgiving game too. Just watching mm-hmm. those teams just beat each other up for sixty minutes. Um, <laughs> and I think it's just because we live so close to it that I was like, I just love watching that rivalry game. Um, but anyway, moving on, uh, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. Uh, this one uh, we we touched on earlier. If Oklahoma wins, they go to the Big Twelve Championship game. If they lose, Baylor's in. Um, but anyway, who do you got? I have OK State. Uh, I I think I think this is the final. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Nail in the coffin, I guess. Uh, I I've doubted Oklahoma throughout the season, and I've been wrong a couple times. But they still. I feel like they're still talked about too much. Like this, this is a team that has skimmed by the entire season, skimmed by, um, you know, and eventually caught up to them. Uh, this is going to be in-state rivalry for rivalry week, um, at Oklahoma State. Uh, I I just think that Oklahoma maybe fumbles this around, fumbles this one around a little too long, uh, and Oklahoma State's gonna gonna jump all over it in their home stadium, uh, get a nice in-home rivalry win, and just make it a little more interesting. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Uh, Oklahoma State for years now has been missing a big statement win in their seasons. Um, you know, Ever since, I think it was 2011, when they just missed out on the BCS championship game because they you know fell late to Iowa State. Um, it seems like every year they're looking for a big statement win to you know hang their hat on in recruiting. And things like that. Um, I think this year they they get that win over Oklahoma, and they don't want them hanging around and have to play them again the very next week in the Big Twelve Championship game. Um, so I see Oklahoma State getting this one done uh, in a, in a great back and forth game. Uh, this game's always high scoring, um, but I definitely think Oklahoma State's going to win. Uh, in the last game, Florida State at Florida. Who do you got? So we got the toilet bowl here. And I, I wish I could choose a tie. I really do. Um, I don't think is that is, the new no. rules. It's not no, possible. The, yeah, there's I no ties. So. As I was pretty positive about that. Um, I wish there was though, because this game would probably be a tie. Uh, I I don't even know. I didn't even write anybody down to be honest with you. Um, it's going to depend on which team sucks the least. Neither one of these teams have had the season like they were hoping for. Um, it seems like every time I'm watching. ESPN or I flip on a game or whatever it for either one of these teams it's just some just nonsense just garbage play um I I can't even imagine the fans having to watch this game I wouldn't want to watch it um I guess give me Florida State yeah it's funny because at one point this season Florida's ranked in the top 10 um they just went on a complete landslide from there. They lose to Missouri last week on a two-point conversion. Um, Dan Mullen gets fired this week. 
Mike Norvell is still fighting for his job. I think if he can beat his in-state rival and get them to a bowl game, because whoever wins this game goes to a bowl game. The other one, they go home. They're done. Um, so I, I do believe Florida State's going to win this, and I think he's going to be able to save his job for another season. Um, you know, he's beaten Miami already. If he can beat, you know, basically win what they call the state championship out of the three of those. Um, I think, and get them to a bowl, I think he saves his job. Um, and Florida is just a dumpster fire. You know, they're going to be way too focused on getting their next head coach. Um, so, yeah, I, I see Florida State pointing this one out. Uh, switching over to the NFL now, uh, start with our Thanksgiving Day games. Um, first up, Bears at the Lions. I'm, I'm going to start this one off just because Chicago, I swear to God, if you ruin my Thanksgiving by losing to the 0-8-1 Lions, I'm going to eat a hell of a lot of food because I'm just going to be depressed eating all day. But please, please don't do this to me. All right, I'm taking the Bears. Who do you got? Well, due to the fact that I don't have to see you on Thursday, uh, I'm going with Detroit. This is, uh, we've talked about it numerous times. This is a team that, though, you have to be bad to go 0-8-1. and has shown spurts of being a better team than what they are. Um, we've talked about, you know, Justin Tucker kicking the 66-yard field goal and taking Pitt into overtime. Um, this might be the best 0-8-1 team you've ever seen in your life. Not that that's saying a whole lot, <laughs> but regardless. I absolutely uh, believe that this team could steamroll over the 0-16 Browns and the 0-16 Lions from, you know, years ago. Yeah, like I, I 100% agree with like this is the the best winless team that I think we've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. Um and and I don't think I don't think they make it out of this week winless especially um you're going to have the Red Rocket rather than your promising young rookie. Um you know, and don't get me wrong, Dalton's had a had a good career and he's a serviceable backup, but uh the the ball just doesn't move as well when he's in the game. Um, now he did look better. Uh, on Sunday, um, so I think this game would definitely be competitive. Um, it's Chicago's game to win, or to it's Chicago's game to lose. Uh, but I I think Detroit wins. All right, um, moving on. Uh, second game, uh, Raiders at the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, Raiders at Cowboys. Um, and we talked a little bit before the show here. Uh, I wasn't a hundred percent sure how I felt about this game. Um, Vegas was a team I was, uh, I'd say, a little high on. Um, they had exceeded expectations at the beginning of the season for me and then kind of have fallen off and settled in kind of where I thought they would. Um, Dallas, on the other hand, I uh, had high doubts about their defense at the beginning of the year. Uh, their defense actually had stepped up uh, for a good while there. Now they have some key injuries. Defense has fallen um, a little bit. Michael Parsons, by the way, is balled out. Uh, I, I love I love the kid. Watched him in Penn State. Uh, out of the 32 teams in the NFL, he went to the one I did not want him to go to. <laughs> I would just like to reiterate that because I'm pretty sure I've said that before. Um, he has, I think when I turned the game off last night, he was on his eighth sack of the season, uh, which for somebody that came into the league as a linebacker is ridiculous. Um, but I digress. Uh, I, I think Dallas does enough to win here, and, and that's how I'll win. I, I'm not going to say that 
I'm not going to say Dallas wins this. Dallas does enough to win. Yeah, um, I, I agree that the Cowboys have really struggled the last few weeks, especially on offense. But I think the Raiders have looked way worse. And I think, I, I think again, it's a closer game than what a lot of people think. But I do think the Cowboys win this. Um, now, I will say this. If they wear the same jerseys that they normally wear, those you know navy blue jerseys with the white stripes, I hate those jerseys. I just want to get. The, I hate those jerseys so much. Like I, I just hate yeah, everything. Maybe it's just Dallas for me, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna take the Cowboys in this one. Uh, last game on Thanksgiving night, Bills at the Saints. Who you got? I, I, I shouldn't do this because every time I do this, they make me look like an idiot. But I'm taking the Bills. Um, I just think this New Orleans team. They they've played better during the last couple games than I had thought they would. Um, I felt like they were they were struggling there, and we're going to continue to struggle. That I mean, they haven't done great, but they've done better than what I thought they were gonna. Um, and quite honestly, I I couldn't tell you what's going on in Buffalo right now. Uh, this is a team that at the beginning of the season I thought was going to be Super Bowl contenders. Now, obviously, some things changed. Um, and there were some teams that were a little better than what I thought they were going to be. Uh, but nonetheless, I still felt like they would have been Super Bowl contenders, but they have just been one of the more inconsistent teams in the NFL. Um, it, being at New Orleans, it kind of scares me a little bit, uh, but I think Buffalo gets the job done, um, heads home, eats their, eats their Thanksgiving dinner, is glad that they walked away with a win. Hope they get back on track. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bills, too. Um, they've definitely looked bad the last few weeks, you know, losing to Jacksonville, um, getting blown out by Indianapolis this week. But um, watching the Saints play the Eagles, they looked like the, the last few weeks, they looked at least competitive. You know, they had an excuse and, hey, we have a backup quarterback in. Um, but when they played the Eagles, the Eagles just dominated them you know, pretty much the whole game. Um, I think they just exposed the Saints too much. Um, and I, I think the Bills win this on Thanksgiving night. Uh, but moving on this Sunday, we have the Browns at the Ravens. Yeah. Um, this one, like, the, I'm not going to lie to you, George. You picked some good games this weekend. Um, I try. Yeah, you did a great job. Uh, I have Cleveland in this one. Um, Nick Chubb came back. Uh, he looked good. Um, Baltimore has been shaky at best lately. Um, they were a team, again, as soon as I gave Jackson credit, he made me look bad. Um, so I think that's kind of a theme at this point. But regardless, uh, maybe I can get it to be used in my favor. But uh, I, I think this is going to be an entertaining game. Um, it's obviously going to be run heavy. Uh, I, I just the way Cleveland's defense has been playing, minus against the Patriots, um, and and the way that 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 run game is, and Baltimore's defense has been struggling um, lately for compared to what they you know what they expect it to be. Um, so I, I think I think this is it, it's going to seem like a long game. Um, it's going to be a lot of running. Uh, the, the passing is, uh, I, I don't know if either QB will throw for over 200 yards. Probably not. Very heavy run. Um, very defensive, low scoring. Um, and I think Cleveland pulls it out. 
Uh, I'm actually going with the Ravens. Uh, you kind of do. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> Lamar comes back. I don't have to. I didn't. I didn't last week. Um, That's fair. Uh, Lamar should be returning from his sickness this past week, and I don't know. It seems like whenever the Browns have a big time game, they just kind of fumble the ball. And I think that the Ravens are, you know, they got embarrassed by Miami two weeks ago. They had a, a really close game against Chicago. And like I said, hopefully Lamar's coming back. I think they're they're trying to get their season on the right track here. Um, and they need to against the divisional rival. So I have the Ravens being the Browns at home. Um, I, I want to I wanna kind of throw in, I didn't throw this in. Um Part of I think what sold me on Cleveland was that nobody in this division like wants to win the division. I, I feel it's like, like that the NFC East last year. Yeah, I feel like all year it's been like, oh well, this team like could go up, you know, could pull into first or whatever. Like nobody wants to win it. Baltimore had the chance to run away with it and was like, no, nah, we're gonna lose to Miami. Yeah, it's like the NFC East except their teams yeah. are actually above five hundred. Yeah, except for the Bengals. Except for the, uh, which, honestly, in my opinion, I I think is is the best team in that division this year. Not anymore. If if you would have asked me three weeks ago, I would have said yes, but I think they kind of got exposed. Uh, they don't really have depth behind them. So three weeks ago, I would have said yeah, this is probably one of the best teams. But now I don't I don't think See, so anymore. I, like I I just don't know at this point. I just don't know who I would choose. Like, yeah, I, Baltimore. I, I, like and they could always turn it around too. So yeah, who knows? for sure. But I think anyway. they're yeah, they're coming off the bye week this week, so it'll be interesting to see how they how they do. Um, the last Sunday game, uh, Rams at Packers. Who do you got? Rams at Green Bay. I have I have the Rams winning this, and this was another game that for me was tough. Um, the Rams were a team that honestly I thought was going to run away with the league. Um, the Cardinals kind of came in early on and said, "Nah, like we're going to be right there with you." And then the Rams have fallen off. Um, I'm not sure what's going on over there in the West Coast, but they need to get their act together. Um, and this is definitely a not necessarily a good opportunity to do it, but a great game to do it because um, you got Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know that that's another team that's been lower than expectations this season. Um, I'm not quite sure what's going on with his toe injury and the Devonte Adams uh, shoulder injury. Um, you know, I, I think that played a factor uh, this past weekend, and I believe it's going to play a factor this coming weekend. Um, that Rams defense is tough, and uh, Matthew Stafford has the arm to get the ball to his talented receivers. Um, I'm not quite sure why he was struggling to do that, but I, I, I think he gets it together. Um, this Green Bay defense is tough, but it's hard to stop that Rams offense when they're clicking, and I think they're going to be clicking this weekend. Yeah, I'm taking um, LA too. I think they're they're going to get themselves back on track this week. The Packers, not that they've been struggling per se, um, you know, they had Rodgers out, and he had to come back from you know COVID, so he took a week to get readjusted. Um, and they did look you know pretty normal this week. I, you know, their defense had some lapses and that's really what cost them in the end. But I think the Rams are going to get their offense on track here and, you know, prove that they're contenders for the AFC West and really try to start challenging the Cardinals out there. Uh, the Cardinals have had, you know, up and down the last few weeks and that division that we thought would be, you know, all Arizona is now wide open. It seems like, 
So um, I think I think the Rams are going to get a statement win on Sunday and, and walk out of there. Um, this has honestly felt like the most balanced season in the NFL. Yeah, I, like, I 100% it, agree. Every team that I thought would be like a notch above, like the Buffaloes, the the Rams, the Cardinals, they've all, they've all had their slips. They've all shown their weaknesses. It it's, it's been entertaining. And I, I wish the refs weren't ruining it because it would be a great season of football. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the Monday night game, uh, Seattle at Washington. I didn't know who you're picking. I'm actually going to agree <laughs> with you. I'm going with Washington too. Um, I think Seattle's just looked really bad the last few weeks. And there's like no other way to get around that. Even with Wilson being back, like I said, they played the Cardinals on Sunday, and they just did not look good. Washington has started to look a lot better the last few weeks. Uh, you know, Chase Young got hurt, but their defense is still looking pretty good. Our seventh-round DNs have balled out. So, <laughs> and, like, they don't necessarily pop off on the stat sheet. Now, before Young got hurt, uh, Smith-Williams, the one seventh-round rookie DN, uh, he was actually ranked as our second DN. Like, I guess it was PFF or, you know, one of those. Um, and he was the second rated DN behind Montez Sweat. So Young wasn't even the first before. Uh, that was a couple weeks before Young got injured. He started to play better. But no, they've balled out. Um, and I, I enjoy seeing it. Part of me, like, if I'm Ron, part of me keeps, you know, my, my star DNs as, as long as they need. Now, I'm pretty sure Chase Young tore his ACL. Uh, I haven't seen anything since after the game, to be honest with you, but I'm pretty positive he tore his ACL, so we won't see him the rest of the season. Montez Sweat had the broken jaw. I'm not quite sure when we're going to see him back, but if I'm Ron, I'm letting my rookies just play until they start to get exposed. And then, you know, because you, when you're young like that, uh, especially on a rookie contract, you got them for four or five more years. Let them, let them play. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I ran off on a little tangent there. No, you're fine. Honest. You're good. <laughs> um yeah so I, I think washington just keeps it rolling keeps himself in contention for at least the wild card but you know hopefully the the division but uh it'll be interesting to see but yeah i think washington definitely pulls this one out um moving on real quick i'm going to give you my five bets that i think you should put your money on this week um i'm going to try and stay away from the you know just picking the outright winners so much um this week i've Got a really bad habit last week of doing that, and I think I only had like two bets right. <laughs> yeah, I so, didn't get any time touchdowns last week. And, yeah. yeah. Um, nice. but moving on, Ole Miss. Right, I I think I said earlier they were a five point underdog. I was I was wrong. I'm gonna correct myself here. Ole Miss is plus one. Like I said, I think they pull this one out on the road, so I'm taking Ole Miss plus one. Um, I'm gonna take the Kansas State money line. They're playing Texas on the road. They're uh underdogs by four and a half. Um. I think Kansas State wins that game. Texas just looks like crap. No other way to say it. Um, so I'm taking the Kansas State money line. Uh, Baylor, Texas Tech, the over-under. First of all, this is a Big 12 game. But it's like two of the best scoring offenses in the Big 12. Uh, the over-under is 52. I'm taking that over all day. I think both teams score more than... Yeah, it would be, it'd be yeah. 26 points each. Um, right. I think both teams score in the 30s, if not 40s. So I'm taking that over. Um, Penn State at Michigan State. The over under is fifty one and a half. I'm gonna take the under. Um, Ooh. neither offense really you know has it going right now, and both defenses are really really good. So I'm gonna take the under there. Uh, Clemson at South that Carolina. Might be lock of the week. I, I I should make that my lock. Actually, you know <laughs> what? Penn State, Michigan State under fifty one and a half. 
That's my lock. Bro, they're about um, to go off. They're about to score 60 each. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> they're going to score 50 in the first quarter. Yeah, right. Uh, Clemson at South Carolina. Uh, the over-under is 43. Clemson oh. seems to have their offense figured out here. Uh, South Carolina has also not been playing terrible either. They've you know got a few wins. They're bowl eligible now. I'm going to take the over. Um, I definitely cool. see them scoring both. Both of them scoring more than 21 points, uh, 23 yeah. points. Um, so that's my other pick. Uh, now you're up. All right. So obviously uh, I got the NFL bets here. Um, so this week uh, with the, the five leg parlay, $10 bet would pay out 320. Uh, first up, I have the Detroit money line um, sitting at plus 152. Uh, I, quite honestly, I've, I've already said I, I think Detroit's going to win. Um, I, I thought about taking Detroit plus 3.5, uh, but I felt so confident and the spread was a minus 110. This was, like I said, plus 152. So I decided to go with the money line instead. Uh, for my number two, I have Washington football team, minus one. Um, obviously, like you stated, I think they're going to win. So minus one just makes a lot of sense. Um, up for number three, I have the Los Angeles Chargers at minus 2.5. Um, like, I, I believe that, that the Chargers are going to win. I, I think they're going to win by at least seven. Um, but I figured a field goal spread is... Definitely something. Honestly, I, I think that's my lock for this week. Los Angeles Chargers, minus 2.5. Uh, for number four, I have Houston, minus three. Uh, Houston played real well this past weekend. Um, uh, they're, they're favored. I, I think they're going to cover. I think this is going to be at least a, a touchdown game, too. Uh, so, obviously, they'd need more than a field goal, um, which would line up with what I'm saying. Houston, minus three. And last but not least, uh, I struggled to put this one on, but I ended up putting it on anyway because I do believe that they're going to win by more than this. Uh, but I have Buffalo, minus four. Again, $10 bet pays out 320 We didn't get rich this past weekend, uh, but if you ask George here, I had placed a different bet from what I had put on the podcast and missed by Najee Harris. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, so that wraps up our week in review and our week preview. Um, going to have a little fun here at the end of the episode. We're going to give you our, our top fives, um, but we're going to go with top five Thanksgiving foods. Um, Sir, we're just, big boys we like to eat. Absolutely. We're just going to list off the top five, and then you know, we're going to have a little debate on the, what the actual top five should be. So, Nick, just go ahead and rattle off your top five. All right. Number five. I had I didn't write them down. I'm not gonna lie because I don't need I don't need to write down food, but I'm gonna write them down just for reference now. Number five, this is gonna be a controversial one. I talked to George about this. Um, George is actually the reason that I chose this as my number five because we had a tradition when we before Ju George had moved, um, where on Thanksgiving Day, you know how most people would skip breakfast to save room for that that big dinner. Well, George and I would decide to also just make a big breakfast instead. So number five, feasted that day. we did feast. We really, that was insane. I, I don't even know if I actually ate Thanksgiving dinner that day. Like that was just, <laughs> that was an insane amount of breakfast. Uh, but number five, bacon, because it's bacon. Mm -hmm. uh, number four, 
mashed potatoes. I'm going to go ahead and add the gravy. I debated making gravy separate because you can put gravy on all kinds of things. Um, but mashed potatoes, number four, can't go wrong with them. Number three, green bean casserole. Uh, I love green beans in general, but green bean casserole, something about putting things in casseroles uh, just, just makes it better. Uh, number two for me is cranberry sauce. I love cranberry sauce, uh, I guess because it's desserty. Uh, but it just it tastes so good. And number one, I have sweet potatoes in absolutely any form, fashion, or make that you could possibly imagine, whether it's casseroles or just in a bowl, whatever it is. If if they're sweet, I'm eating. All right. Uh, so based off your top five, I, I can tell you right now we're we're gonna have a little bit of argument here on to get Ooh. an actual get an actual top five for everybody. Uh, starting my oh, number my five. I do not. Or sweet potatoes. What? <laughs> Number five, I, I have cornbread or biscuits. Um, okay. e- either is, is great. Uh, you put a little gravy on there. Use the, you know, clean up the, the mess that's left behind. Um, both are great. Now, the, the cornbread for me needs to be made in a cast iron pan. Um, like, a, and, like a brownie? Is that what you're trying to... Or... No, no. So you cast put iron. the cornbread mix into a cast iron pan. You put that in the oven. Um, that's the only proper okay, way yeah, to I, make it. Yeah. I, sorry, I was thinking. Uh, or biscuits. Biscuits are always, especially the Pillsbury biscuits or the uh, the grands, the rolls. Great, mm. top tier choice right there. Because every meal needs a, a carb on the side. Or four, I have ham. Um, anybody who eats turkey, so, okay. It's not that people who eat turkey are disgusting, but nine times out of ten. People don't make turkey right. They, you know, they either way overcook it and it's just way too dry, and it's very rare that people can you know cook it right. Um, I've I have been blessed. Aunt Debbie, uh, you know, makes great turkey. She's um, a great cook. Hannah's I don't family. think I've ever eaten anything that she. Yeah. Make it. Um, Hannah's my fiance's family. They make great turkey too, but it is definitely not my go-to. You know, Thanksgiving meat. It's uh, just it's blended. Yeah, and you and you can do so much more with ham afterwards like the leftovers you got you can make ham sandwiches you can put it in you know a pot roast stew whatever yeah turkey is it's just turkey. there like i yeah. i can honestly say i don't even stuff it like, yeah man. number three is stuffing or some people call it dressing um absolutely love that i could honestly eat that without anything else on the side i, I love <laughs> stuffing uh but number two is a must uh that's mashed potatoes for me um, so mashed potatoes is my number two Number one is mac and cheese, but it has to be baked mac and cheese. It, it can't be out of the box, you know, just craft macaroni and cheese. You make in the little the pot. No, baked mac and cheese uh, is is the only correct choice for number one. Okay, well, so I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't even like baked mac and cheese wasn't even in my thought because I didn't grow up with baked mac and cheese at my family thing. Now maybe like at our bigger ones we did. I couldn't tell you. I don't remember that much, but. Growing up in my when when we were little kids, I never remember having it, and I don't know when I first had it. But when I was introduced to baked mac and cheese, I I saw God that day. Yeah, it's so dumb. It's like, what have I been missing out on? So like like Jade's family does it. So like I'm slowly getting more accustomed to it. But like I didn't even think of it. Baked mac and cheese obviously belongs at the top of any list. So that one probably won't be hard to debate. So so number one, number one will be baked mac and cheese. Number one, baked mac and cheese. Just because I know you don't. Like my number one, so we ain't even gonna argue about that. Uh, what was your number two again? 
let's let's go back to number. So you had bacon. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I had bacon. I did. Ham ham was my number four. So I think we we could put ham slash bacon at number four. Yeah, pork is number four. Okay. That's that's yeah, fair. Pork 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 number four. Because oh my, if I ever went someplace and they had pulled pork for Thanksgiving instead of like ham or turkey, I don't think I would ever leave. Yeah, you. That's not a, that's not something you can be mad about. So, so number four, we're just gonna put pork. Okay. Wait, number. Okay. So number four is. Pork. Or you mean number five? No, number four. Because I had it at four. You had bacon at five. Okay. So okay. I'm, I think we can put that at four. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I mean, if we have to argue yeah, about we'll, four or five later, yeah, right now, yeah, ham, right. ham, right. pork is going at four. No, that that's a decent spot because like. Cause I didn't think about like when I thought of ham, I just thought of ham. But like I didn't think about like maple brown sugar ham. I love that oh. shit. Oh, stop! My mouth's watering. <laughs> All right, number five. Um, so I had cornbread, or or biscuits, or or Pillsbury rolls, whatever you want to, whatever you want to pick. You need a, a carb. Where would you a put? Carb. So what would you have it for? I don't know. I just I'm not gonna lie. I just deleted my list. So I I did number five was bacon. Number Four. I think you did mashed potatoes. You did mashed potatoes at four. I did do mashed potatoes at four. We can bump those up though, because like my two through four were kind of like could have been anywhere. Yeah, I think mashed potatoes. I'm gonna yeah, put mashed, mashed potatoes, potatoes at three. At let's put the. Let's I put like mashed, mashed potatoes, potatoes at, three. at three. Okay, so mashed potatoes at three. Now, green bean casserole is very good. I do like it. I just it's not in my top five. Only it, it's not necessarily like a. I feel like a lot of people eat it, but it's not necessarily a traditional. Like it's. I don't even know how to explain it the way I'm thinking about it. Like, like I imagine it at my Thanksgiving table, but like when you talk about Thanksgiving, green bean casserole isn't necessarily one that like comes up every time. You know what I mean? But I see. I so I do like stuffing more, but. I think universally, let's put it, universally, I think green bean casserole would be at number two ahead of stuffing. Or or do we put mashed potatoes at two? I feel like if we're going to put um, and then we green put bean casserole at three, mashed potatoes, or if, if green bean casserole is going to be up two or three, I feel like green bean casserole should be three and mashed potatoes should be two. Okay. So green bean casserole is three. Mashed potatoes are now number two. Um, now number five, I have like I said, cornbread, biscuits, rolls, whatever. I don't think any meal is complete without a carb. Like I said, no, and and honestly, like rolls and stuff like that at Thanksgiving are so underrated. Oh, especially like, the the buttery. Like the the Pillsbury buttery rolls. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Like it, it, that was again. That was one thing. Like I didn't really think about. Apparently, I need to open my imagination up a little bit when I'm thinking about Thanksgiving or something. Because I didn't even like. I can tell you stuffing. I didn't really because like I grew up eating stuffing separate. But I know traditionally like stuffing is more like stuffing, mm-hmm. which I don't know if like anybody really actually still eats it that way or not. Um, but regardless, yeah. Whatever so I, I eat stuffing, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about the you know the, the stuff you make you, that you don't put in the turkey. I don't eat. Yeah, that yeah. I you eat, don't you know, actually the, stuff. the bread crumbs that you know. Yes. Make, all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, that's my so that kind was, of stuffing. But. Yeah, I I felt I felt like on a, on a weird fence about that. I didn't know which way I should think about it, so I just left that one entirely. So I, as yeah. an honorable mention, I wanted to make sure that nobody thought I was weird. Yeah, like stuff. if I walked into a Thanksgiving dinner, and I was sitting there, and you know, it didn't have a, a, a kind of roll or bread, whatever. I think I'd be more upset about that than if there wasn't stuffing. Stuffing, yeah, St- like, like I, stuffing is good. Especially with the gravy, but like, yeah, but like you need something to go in and clean up the gravy, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, like there's gonna be you know a couple droplets of of corn or mashed well, potatoes see, and now gravy. You could use the stuffing to clean up the gravy as you well. You could, but like, but you I, also I put like gravy using, on the stuffing. So, yeah. but I like I like you know the handheld things that you can just you know wipe around your plate. Yeah, so much more efficiently. Yeah. Yes. So that's, you know, I, I think, you, you know, you, you got to put your rolls or whatever you use, cornbread, biscuit rolls, whatever. I think that has, that has to be on the list. And I think if anywhere we got to put that at five. It, yeah, it's got to be five because it doesn't necessarily make the meal, but you'd be lost without it. Right? All right, ladies and gentlemen, we, we, we think we got it now. So your definitive top five list for Matt or for Thanksgiving food. Number five. Number five, we got rolls and bread. Every dinner needs it. Got to be able to clean the plate up for dessert. Absolutely. Number four. Number four, uh, we got pork. To specify, we're talking bacon, ham, uh, bacon for breakfast in the morning, ham, because turkey sucks. My favorite thing that we did that that breakfast we had with the bacon was we made the bacon with the pancakes. pancakes. Oh my yes. god! It, for those of you, if you have not done that yet, you take you mix up your pancake batter. You have that in a bowl. You dip a bacon strip in it, and then you put that on the griddle. That is a god tier food. You need if you have not tried it. But the best part was is like that was back when, uh, you were working third shift and we were going to the gym every morning earlier shit. So we just got done working out at the gym and we were like, let's eat. We we ate. We we bought the RC cars too. No, no, that was a different time. But we ate our faces. Yeah, because I was. Yeah, then we sat there and played Madden for like four hours, and you're like, that's what it was. I I have to go to dinner. I was like, oh, I guess I got to get ready too. (laughs) All right, moving on. (laughs) Number three. Number three, we have green bean casserole. One of those dishes, I, I mean, green beans, are, are they're natural, they're good, but put them in a casserole, beautiful, perfect. It's, especially those little, like, crumble things they put on that. Yes, dude. Yeah. So it, it, I mean, that crunch just makes the meal to me. It is a crunch. It's a crunch. Uh, Number two. Number two, something that hopefully is not crunchy, mashed potatoes. You can't go wrong with a little mashed potatoes. I, I had a debate with Hannah one time. And like some people, they leave the skin in there. And honestly, like, I mean, I get when you're like mass making potatoes, like if you have a big family gathering that, you know, whatever, you're just trying to rust through peeling. I kind of understand it then. But like some people yeah. like that. And I, I honestly like it, whatever your preference is, you know, that's fine. But I don't like, you know, you know, slurp down some potatoes and then all of a sudden you get a skin like stuck to your teeth. It just it just feels weird to me. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I've eaten mashed potatoes that way, and, like, I'm cool with eating mashed potatoes that way because it, it's potatoes. It still tastes the same. But mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, like, it's just a good vibe. Everybody's feeling fall and festive and cozy. It's, like, I'm not trying to be chewing potato skin. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget, like, one of, like, my earliest Thanksgiving memories is um my mom finally let my sisters, like, help her cook Thanksgiving dinner. And they were in charge of the mashed potatoes, and they didn't mash them up properly. So there was just like <laughs> chunks, like big round chunks of potatoes still left in there. And I remember like, yeah, I'm like, why are my mashed potatoes hard? Like, 
oh my god and then so like my dad and i like never let them live uh, that down um oh my god yeah so please don't leave lumps in your mashed potatoes guys no lumpy mashed potatoes number one number one the best thing no i don't think just for thanksgiving quite honestly that might have ever been put on this earth baked mac and cheese can never go wrong with baked mac and cheese first of all it's the best form of mac and cheese second of all no matter what you put on the table with it it will automatically be the best dish on the table and that's hands down Uh, uh, if you do not agree with that we will you can be put on our list of people we will fight (laughs) uh now that we just finished the top five you know what i can we we both of us completely forgot what did we forgot neither one of us put a dessert on there See, I had the cranberry sauce because, like, I wanted, I mean, pumpkin pie, I guess, would have been a better. Like, See, pu- pumpkin pie or pumpkin rolls? Which, what, what do you think is better? I mean, I'll fuck up either. Like, I, I like pumpkin pie because it's traditional to put Cool Whip on it, but I could also put Cool Whip See, if it was available on pumpkin roll. So, here's, I, I don't eat Cool Whip on my pumpkin pie. <sighs> See, Jade doesn't eat Cool Whip at all. I don't well yeah I, I I don't eat you know Cool Whip whipped cream whatever, um I it, it honestly makes me sick, like it hmm. we'll like we'll go out to like Starbucks or McDonald's or even Dunkin' <laughs> and get like a frozen coffee, and mm-hmm. Hannah laughs at me because like I specifically ask like no whipped cream and like no, usually like they're, does it too. they're super busy and they it's like whatever they just make it they're so used to it they just throw yeah. it on there, and Hannah looks at me she's like just take it back I'm like. First of all, no, like I'm not that guy, but it's like I will get like so <laughs> yeah, frustrated yeah. about it. It's like I like I can't. And then I drink the whole drink. And as soon as the whipped cream gets to the bottom, I'm done with it. Like I just throw it away. I absolutely it makes me <laughs> sick. Can't stand uh, it. And I definitely I don't to, put it on my uh, pie at all. Dude, I used to eat containers of Cool Whip, like frozen containers of Cool Whip. Like I'd sneak it under the table and sit there with a spoon and eat like half to a whole container of Cool Whip. Yeah, all the time. Oh. I love the shit. I mean, I loved that as a kid. Um, I, I have a story I'll share another time as to why Cool Whip makes me sick. But yeah. my favorite thing to do is uh, you take leftover pie, pumpkin roll, whatever. I, like, and I, I love people that bring apple pie too because you can never go wrong with apple pie. I, I understand That's Thanksgiving it. is you know pumpkin pie season, and I love pumpkin. Yeah, pie. but apples fall like yeah. But uh, my you just take leftover pie, you warm it up, and then you throw it in a bowl with some ice cream. And then you just sit there, you pig out watching football, and it's it's a great mm-hmm. feeling. Um, oh yeah. But so that wraps up our episode this week, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I hope you guys have a safe and happy holiday. Um, watch lots of football, basketball. You know, spend time with family, enjoy it. I'm gonna be traveling up to Pennsylvania. I'm gonna spend a lot of time with Nick uh, this week, so we're gonna try and get some stuff, you know, put together and you know get some content pushed out for you guys over the weekend. Um, but again. Have a safe, blessed, happy holiday, and we'll be back next week. Yes, sir. Have a safe and happy holiday, everybody. All right. See you guys in the next episode. Thank you. Who's got internet that's never lagging? Whose groceries do their own bagging? Who's got hair worth extra bragging? With pants that aren't too sagging, they only put up with a little nagging. Who's hotter than a fire-breathing dragon? Jack Wagon.